This is Two Balls, One Basket with Jordan Alfasa. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Balls, One Basket podcast, the podcast of the Playbook Sports Network. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PlaybookTweets underscore and to visit our website, myplaybookie.com. As always, I am your host, Jordan, and with me today is a very special guest. I have FAU's all-time leading scorer and overseas professional basketball player, Greg Gant. Greg, how are you? Hey, man, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. So let's talk about our mutual friend. I like to call him my godbrother, Alex Tucker, one of your old teammates at FAU. How did he help with your career? Man, he was uh he was a leader from from day one. He was uh I came in my freshman year. He was a sophomore, and from the jump, he was just always a leader on the court. Um, always have his guys in position, and he's one of the main reasons that I was able to score as many points as I did. We had really good chemistry. Uh, and for me, I always thought Tuck could have went on and played professionally for you know, but. I think he kind of gave it up a little bit too too quickly, but I, th- I thought he could always go play professionally. So I see here, I have your FAU career up here for a little segment we're going to do. Okay. So your FAU's all-time leading score with 1,972 career points. Yep. That's, I think, 413 points more than the last record holder. What Dang, do you credit I, I to that? that. Um, honestly, just... Uh, First, my freshman year, having the opportunity. Um, I know when I was getting recruited out of college, one of the main reasons I chose FAU is because um, they told me I would have the chance to play right away as a freshman. And I think that's great for for your confidence. And, you know, we were I was thrown in the starting lineup probably four or five games into my freshman year and was held accountable of wins and losses and, and production on the court. And I think that helped me grow and mature as a as a player really, really early. I think I averaged about 15 or 16 points a game my freshman year and saw a lot of different defenses and it helped me kind of adjust and grow uh, as a player. And also being around great teammates uh, like like Alex and we had a lot of guys who really uh, wanted to see me be successful. And, um, you know, my natural talent is to shoot the ball. I'm not the most athletic. I'm not the the fastest, the have the most handles, but I can really, really shoot the basketball. And, um, you know, we had guys who were always setting good screens and, you know, having a coaching staff who believed in me. And it was just kind of the right player with the right timing. And, you know, I'm very thankful for, for everything that happened at FAU. Yeah, man, I watched your highlights. You got a nice, slick, left-handed shooter. Oof, I see. Thank you, you man. Thank you. So, in 2010-11, I think that was your junior year or sophomore year? 2010-11, that was my dr- sophomore year. 2000, sophomore yeah. year. So it says that you led the Owls to a Sunbelt Conference Championship and the NIT tournament. How big yep. of an accomplishment was that for you? Man, that was big because that honestly, that year I didn't even play my best. But our team was so dominant. We had so many different forces uh offensively and and we play really good collectively as a unit but personally that was a real real up and down year for me I don't even think I shot 40 percent from the three that year it was uh it was difficult but um just having that opportunity to to play against the University of Miami and the NIT was huge for FAU you know they were a low major program and it kind of put us on the map we almost beat Mississippi at their place we beat South Florida at our place um 
we played the Gators and, you know, had some good games. So it was a, it was a good year for the program and to move forward. We had definitely gained a lot of fans through our, through our hard work throughout the entire year. So it was, it was cool. So I see here, it says that you averaged 16 points per game your freshman year. And then mm-hmm. your sophomore and junior year, you dipped a little bit to 14. Yep. And then your senior year, you jumped all the way to just over 22 points per game. How yep, much work yep. did you put in to achieve that? Man, the biggest thing, my sophomore and junior year, we had uh, a really talented team. And we had a lot of guys who who needed a ball in their hand to get, get shots up. And, you know, my percentage maybe dropped a little bit. And um, I didn't really learn how to take care of my body and always be in the best shape until my senior year. You know, being so young, I was running around, you know, eating what I wanted to eat, not getting the amount of sleep I needed to get. And I think that my senior year, my coach really locked in with me and said, yeah, you have an opportunity to play at the next level, you know, but you need to change some of the habits that you're that you're doing. And so I got on a strict diet uh, towards the end of uh, right before preseason started. And um, I just saw my game change. Everything kind of flowed really easily. We had probably four or five guys transfer and I had a lot of responsibility with six or seven freshmen. And, um, you know, it was just, I was just in a rhythm the the entire year. And from there on, I kind of learned how to take care of my body better. Um, and know, know what I can do to maximize, you know, my potential. So you've played with, I think four of my previous AAU coaches and everything and played with Sanchez Hughley, Brett oh, yeah, Oyster. The Sanchez yesterday, man. That's funny. Brett, Alex, yeah. Alex, I don't know if you played with Cordero Nawaji. Nope, but he was there on my visit, and uh, I always respected him as a player as well. He's a, he's a hard-nosed, very good basketball player. And, you know, um, you know, you got to know I'm going to ask this, because if I play for them, you already know I got the Coach Jarvis spiel. So tell me, what did Coach Jarvis do for your career? Uh, Coach was – I'm not going to lie. Coach was difficult at first. Um. A lot of the times I didn't really understand what he was trying to get out of me. But to be honest with you, um, maturing and growing through the years, I understood that the way he wanted to communicate, the way that he got things out of his players that he had expectations for, uh, you know, might have not been how other people wanted it to be. But I definitely respect it because once I hit the professional level, it's uh, Coach Jarvis is it's nothing compared to some how these, you know, European coaches I've played for their expectations of you, how they speak to you, how they how they coach you. So I definitely learned a lot from him. He put the ball in my hands and allowed me to be a better ball handler and um, really trusted me my senior year with the offense. And he was always, you know, in my corner and wanting to see me do do well. So, you know, a lot of my success, I have to credit to coach. So now you've accomplished something that no other FAU player at the time had done before. What's that? And that was, you were selected to the 2013, it was at the time, the NBA D-League draft by the oh, Austin yeah. Toros. Yep, yep. What man, was it like to play for a Greg Popovich pipeline coach? Man, that whole situation was was crazy because uh, right after my senior year, I was one of the top scorers in the country, and I was training, and I got injured. Uh, right before I was going to fly to Boston to work out for an agent and also in front of a few scouts from the, from the Celtics. And um, I got injured and then I signed with the agency and I didn't, I wasn't able to play until that next November. The coach that drafted me 
with the Spurs, used to be an assistant coach for Western Kentucky, and he was uh, in our conference. And um, he knew me from a few years battling with him against his teams, and they were looking for a shooter. And I was selected number 40th overall. And when I went to that team, man, it was it was crazy. We had a lot of NBA guys, and uh, it was a it was a great experience. I wish I was more mentally prepared. You know, I didn't really understand what it meant at that moment to be a professional uh, coming off of a really high scoring year at FAU. I kind of felt like I was not entitled, but I kind of felt like, you know, I didn't understand the level of hard work like I do now, you know, and, and how to, uh, you know, really separate myself and take advantage of the opportunity. But it was definitely a great learning experience. I had very, very tough coaches, good coaches. We got to be able to be around the Spurs organization and see how they work, be in the weight room and locker room with those guys and, and get worked out by their trainers. And, you know, it was a good opportunity. I just wish I kind of knew what I knew now back then. It would have been, I think, a little bit different for me. Did you get, were you able to meet like Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, any of them? Yeah, we saw them. Uh, they used to come in and out. We were, we were in Austin, right? So we would go to San Antonio probably uh, twice a month. And we would practice there for about three hours. And then we're able to use their pools, uh, weight rooms and everything. So uh, Danny Green um, was there a lot. Uh, I saw Tim Duncan one time. I saw Tony Parker. But honestly, those guys, uh, (laughs) you know, they they didn't really speak. They didn't really interact with us, you know. Um, It was maybe one guy on our team at that time who was being called up and down from the Spurs. So, but they didn't really interact with us. I remember Greg Popovich, he watched a few practices. Um, Their general manager watched a few practices. And um, actually Kawhi Leonard was a, used to be around us a lot because his best friend was our bus driver um, the first year before they won the championship. So he used to be around to hang out with him a lot. So he was, we were probably the most close with him. So, but now it was a, it was a good experience. We had a lot of ex NBA guys on our team. My first roommate was Josh Howard, and I remember uh, after I made the training camp roster, and then once you if you're in the training camp roster, you stay in the hotel. The guys who already have guaranteed contracts in the D League, they already have an apartment, right? So it's it's a big apartment. It's, it's very spacious, and there's two people per per apartment. So I remember when uh, the deadline came and I made the final roster for. Uh, for um, the season to start, they said, uh, yeah, you're going to be living with Josh Howard. So I called my dad. And I was like, yeah, you will not believe who's my roommate. <laughs> Literally 21 at the – I just turned 21, I think. I was 21 at the time. And uh, I used to play with him on a video game, and I was a big fan. So being around him, it was it was, it was, was surreal. Then my next year, I did a, a second year there, and I was with uh, Dexter Pittman when, after he left the Miami Heat. So it was, um, it was, it was a great experience, honestly. Yeah, you're talking to a big Heat fan, so I know Josh Howard from when Wayne Wade used to ball on his ass. I, you, I'm pretty sure the year you were drafted was the year that the Spurs beat us. But yeah, yep, and it was crazy there. It was crazy, man. It was, it was very inspirational because it's like we're we're the D League of those guys. Nobody really cared about us, but it's just it's cool to say that our big brothers, our team, won the national uh, won the world championship, and so it was it was it was dope, man. So let's get into the bulk of your career, and that's overseas in Spain. And okay. I've seen you've played for, I think, five or six teams. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the names. So what team do you play for right now? All right, so I'll just give it 
I was going to it after. So I did a year and a half in the D League after I graduated college. Um, I had in my head that I wanted to, or right after my second year in the D League or half middle of the season, I signed with a team in Spain called Palencia. It's in the second division in Spain. And uh, they were a really good team with a lot of history. A lot of good guys came in and I had a solid year, but it was a difficult adjustment for the European basketball. You know, it's an entirely different kind of conditioning, uh, being in better shape than, you know, than you are in the NBA D-League. Practices are harder. You're practicing three, three, four hours a day, maybe two times a day. And in the D-League, we're practicing 45 minutes a day and everything else was individuals. You got so many NBA professionals on your team. So it was an adjustment for me. It was kind of a, not really a culture shock. I enjoyed the culture, but it was an adjustment. The year after that, um, you know, I got an offer to play in Greece. I was about to get on the plane. They called me the night before, said their point guard broke his leg and they need to use the American spot. You only have two Americans on the team and they wanted to use their other American spot to sign a point guard that, you know, they had just injured. So, um, I kind of panicked in that moment and I reached out to one of our old assistant coaches at FAU and I was about to go follow him. He was a head, a head coach at um, Chattanooga in Tennessee and I wanted to go and um, be a graduate assistant and, and get into the coaching world and do that. I wasn't really ready, but I felt like, you know, I wasn't patient. I didn't have the understanding that sometimes you just need to, you know, prepare and be still. So I took the GRE, studied for that. I got accepted into grad school and last moment you know after not talking to my agent for about four months he called me and said yo we have an opportunity uh in third league spain for you um it's not worth a lot of money but if you go there and you kill i promise you'll be back in second league where you belong and i'm like you know all right whatever i'm gonna give it a try and i end up going back and it was a team called uh zonoza and uh the north of spain and i went there probably played less than 10 games and uh i was being called back up to second league and had kind of put myself back where you know where i belong where i thought i belonged in my career and in the plant in uh in wesca very very cold city kind of a small city um it was a good experience for me i started playing well and one thing about european basketball man if you're not winning they will fire the coach and change in, 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 a, in a second like it's incredible so I had a great coach who was really offensive minded who really appreciated you know the way I could shoot the basketball last like 10 games of the season they fired our coach uh then I had a coach who you know you run into it as a professional a coach that you don't really get along with but at the end of the day you're a professional you have to stay professional you have to you know accept things that you know aren't you know right you know you can do better but you just have to learn from it and um, ended up finishing the season averaging 10 or 11 points a game when I was doing much better before that. And then I signed in a team called Valladolid, the team with VALL, uh, you've probably seen. And um, I was with them for like three seasons. Um, really good organization. I actually met my wife in that city. And it's my, I live in Gainesville, Florida, but that's my second home. Like that's my, that's my home. I'm there most of the year. And I played for them for three seasons. I went and played for uh, a team called Ordense, a team with a lot of history this year. And uh, right now I'm a free agent. And, um, you know, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen for this uh, upcoming season. We'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors here at the Playbook Sports Network, and that is Sneaker Pads. Sneaker Pads is a shoe company that will sell 
trade, and buy your shoes to and from you. With hundreds of shoe options to choose from, such as Yeezys, Jordans, Dunks, and designer shorts, Sneaker Pads is your go-to shopping and retail brand. Need some extra cash? They will appraise your shoes and maybe buy them. Looking to trade shoes for shoes? Then Sneaker Pads is the move for you. I've been a buyer of theirs for years, and I will always come away feeling great about my purchases. Sneaker Pads operates in Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach counties. They conduct their business with shipping and in-person exchanges. Mention the Playbook Sports Network at your purchase and reach out to Sneaker Pads on Instagram at Sneaker Pads. And yes, that is two S's at the end. Remember, with Sneaker Pads, bills are temporary, but drip is forever. So uh, something I've always wanted to know about overseas versus the U.S., how do the right. fans differ? Because I know some fans here, like, if you look at me and the Heat, I'm insane. So nah. how are they? How do they differ from the U.S. to Spain? Nah, it's, it depends what team you're on, honestly. But uh, a lot of the teams here, they have such a deep basketball culture. They have so much history. And Spain was one of the most premier countries before uh, the crisis hit, probably in 2009 or 10. Uh, they were probably one of the most prominent countries for, for basketball. And so everybody knows you wherever you go, especially if you're playing in the second or first division. Um, you know, you're you're not famous, but, you know, a lot of people know who you are from, from basketball. They have a lot of fans, and they really appreciate effort. They appreciate winning. They appreciate talent. And, the, you know, the Spanish basketball community for the fans is really, really big. And a lot of guys, uh, ex-NBA D-League guys come over here and play in second division, and uh, it's a really, really well-respected respected league. So uh, it's, it's good competition, and, um, you know, I've kind of found a home. You know, I have a real family over there, so uh, it's, you know, it's nice. It's a, it's, a nice, it's a nice career, man. You know, I could ask for more. I could maybe explore different options, but at this point in my career, it's, you know, if I just kind of want to be comfortable and, and, you know, continue doing what I'm doing. So you like Spain? Love it, man. Love it. One thing I like about it is uh, it's just growing up in America, man, especially over here in Gainesville. It's hard to just if I want to go outside and go for a walk. If you don't have a neighborhood, you're going to look crazy walking down the street or walking downtown like people think are riding a bike. I remember I came home this summer and uh, I was really excited to ride a bike. And like three or four of my friends asked me, they're like, yo, what's going on? You don't you don't have a car? And I'm like, yeah, but they're like, why don't y'all ride bikes anymore? But yeah. you're like the lifestyle is much slower. Uh, I think people appreciate every single day and they they value more, uh, you know, family time and, and just enjoying life more than, you know, how fast life is in America. You know, we're always moving. We're never really, you know, over there. People sit down for for lunch, for dinner as a family, every meal. And it just kind of gave me a greater value to appreciate you know, the little things in life and, you know, what I can teach my family and bring back and, and help my family with. So it's uh, it's been a it's been a blessing. I think it's one of the best countries in the world, safest countries in the world. And, and for enjoying, I think it's also an, a, an amazing country. Yeah, when this podcast takes off, I'll come I'll come to Spain. Me and Alex will come. Watch hey, I've been trying to get Alex to come to Spain since I started playing professionally. So if y'all can make it over, it'll be dope. I'm I'll trying listen. to get Alex to come to Florida for a couple months now. It ain't happening. <laughs> uh, where, where you at now? You in South Florida? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be down there next week, actually. Are you in? Where you at? Uh, Coconut Creek, right outside of Boca. 
okay, okay. I'm going to be down in Boca Raton. I was thinking about going to FAU. I haven't been there in about two years to see Coach Dusty May or maybe maybe work out down there. So I'll definitely hit you up when I when I get down there and see what's, see what's going on. Sounds good to me, brother. For sure, for sure. Well, that's all I got. I appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. This was truly Thank surreal you. for me. Nah, for real. We'll chop it up more, man. No problem. Any any way I can help, it's it's uh it's awesome, man. I just want to give knowledge and let you know people who are who are watching this or athletes who are watching this that like it's a whole different world outside. People get so boxed in with the NBA or with this, this, and this, but it's an entirely different world out there where you can make a, a good living and experience different life. And you know, it it's really helped me as a person living over in Europe just to you know, find peace and, and, and who you are. And that's the biggest thing I, I try to tell my friends and family. It's just peaceful from day-to-day -day basis. See, I'm an FGCU alum, but, you know, FAU, I guess that'll be my second favorite school now. No, you, you know my guy Sherwood? Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the guy from the March, the March Madness run. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. He's over in Canada right now killing uh, it. So. He's a legend over there. I talked to him a lot. Him and Brett Comer, those are my guys. And yeah, two two FGCU legends. Yep, yep, yep. I was oh. close, man. Transferred one year to FGCU. I was I was close. Oh, I would have ordered my Gantt jersey. <laughs> I was close, man. But now nah, I appreciate it. So I know you're on vacation, so go enjoy your time with your wife. Thank you for coming on. Thank and you, man. Anything else you want to say before I let you go? Uh, no, I'm good, man. We'll definitely be in touch, and um, I'll hit you up when I, when I travel to South Florida next week. And we'll, we'll All right, hit me up whenever. Appreciate you. Sure, man. Thank you, man. Have a good day. You too, bro. All righty.